Okay, we're live. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Police Off the Cuff After Hours. My name is Mark DeMeo. I'm your host. I'm here with my co-host, my partner in all things law enforcement. What's up, Bill Cannon? I'm doing great, man. I feel like I'm in street crime again. I'm on Randall's Island back in the day, 1988. There it is, under the yeah. tri <laughs> I have to figure out how to switch my... I had to... Don't touch shit right now. I'm not right? doing it now. Leave it. I, I, know how to, I know how to change yeah, my background. I know. I know you do. <laughs> but, uh, this is the this is what we have to go with because uh, you were so nervous. Everything's going. We're, we're set up good though. Uh, we're very excited. We have a, a great guest tonight. Um, before I bring her on, I just want to tell you a story. Okay, so uh, on June twenty sixth, nineteen seventy six, Detective George Kakavali was shot and killed while working his off duty security job. He was working for Van Dam Check Cashing. It was three perpetrators, um, and it was a horrible death. Um, the, the people got convicted. All three of them got caught. They wound up getting uh, 25 to life, and his daughter's here with us tonight. She was only 20 days old when this, uh, when this happened, and um, she's been doing a lot of positive things for the police department for the uh, detective, uh, the DEA, Detective Endowment Association. So we want to welcome Carla. What's up, Carla? Hi, how are, how are you? Thanks for having me. It's great, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Happy to be here. So before we even started the show tonight, you guys were in the middle of a conversation about, um, you have sweatshirts. Mm -hmm. Father was killed and um, you were 20 days old. But you've, as you grew up, I guess you, you, you got more and more involved. Tell us about how, um, how yes. this started. So, um, you know, I have to credit my mom for really keeping my dad ever present in our lives growing up. Um, you know, when I did a few interviews, when the whole story uh, erupted about the sweatshirts, uh, someone said, you know, I feel like you knew your dad. And I said, well, I feel like I did too. And that's a credit to my mother. Um, and, you know, she kept us him, his, him very present in our lives. And we were very connected to the NYPD and especially the DEA. Um, and fast forward to uh, 2019, October, we had what I call one of the greatest honors uh, in our lives. I say next to my four children being born, this was my fifth greatest day. And it was when Valley, the NYPD transit canine named after my dad, short for Kaka Valley, graduated from the police academy. And we are very fortunate that he's with an amazing handler, Paul Rivera, I always say an officer and a gentleman. And uh, they actually came to visit us before the graduation, him, his amazing wife, Amanda, his twin boys. Um, and we just felt such a bond with them. And I said, you know, upon the graduation, I wanted to do something to sim symbolically bond our families. So I created these sweatshirts and it was, there was only 13 sweatshirts. Um, and it was for myself and my children. It was for Paul, Amanda and their children. And it was for Paul DiGiacomo, who's the president of the DEA and has been by our side uh, every minute of every day. And Chief Joe Fox, who is now retired chief of transit, who was instrumental in helping us get Valley uh, connected to our family. So I made these sweatshirts and it had, you know, Valley's name and badge number. Um, it has the uh, transit uh, canine patch on it. Um, it has my my dad's, it says in, in honor of Detective George Cacavalli. This, this badge is special for our sweatshirts, the detective badge. And then on the other arm, 
it has the uh, the blue line flag, which of course to us is very symbolic of, of a line of duty death and holding the line and, and all of that. I mean, I don't have to tell you guys what the blue line means. So started wearing the sweatshirts and people were like, we love them. You know, we'd love to, to get a sweatshirt. And I had no plans on selling them or making more. Uh, you know, four kids working full time. I wasn't looking to be in the sweatshirt business. I said, listen, if I'm going to do it, I'll do it and I'll donate all of the proceeds to charity. So no website, no nothing, pen and paper, taking orders. We sold about 150 sweatshirts wow. and we donated the money to the Detectives Endowment Association Widows and Children's Fund with a smaller amount to the Retired Police Canine Association. Uh, our family personally matched the proceeds and donated it and we thought that was the end of it. Kept getting orders. COVID happened. We said, you know, we're, we're done with the sweatshirts. Um, and that was it. I was proud to have 150 sweatshirts, you know, with the opportunity to carry on my dad's name and story. And fast forward to this past October, October of 2020, a year after we had made the sweatshirts. And obviously there, the election was happening. Um, you know, everything was intensified. Um, and our local school district banned the blue line flag. It started out by uh, a, a woman who worked at the school was wearing a blue line flag mask. Her son is an NYPD officer, was wearing it purely to honor him. They said she wasn't allowed to wear it because it was political. That would have been okay, maybe. Uh, but the school district allowed at the very same time that they banned the blue line, they allowed staff to wear a shirt with the word vote across the front and a collection of names in the background, and they were names of all African-Americans who were killed in police incidents, even if they fired first. And on the back had the BLM fist. So now you're saying the blue line is banned, but you're allowing these shirts. So Paul DeJocum, I was devastated because there were a number of, um, of staffers in the school that wore the sweatshirts, and because it had the blue line on the arm, the sweatshirts were now banned. So now I have to explain to my children that used to see the staffers wear them actually every Friday and they took them out to take pictures. They were so proud because, you know, they, they've never had a grandfather. They didn't have a grandfather to go to games or come to school. And so this sweatshirt to them meant so much. And now I have to explain why the staff can no longer wear it. And, you know, are we allowed to wear it? You know, there was just so much confusion. So Paul Giacomo wrote a letter to the superintendent, um, explaining our story, explaining what it meant to us, explaining the hypocrisy of it all. And from there, um, the story started gaining traction. Uh, we were in the New York Daily News on a Sunday, full page. Um, and from there, the story took off and it literally went global. The UK Daily Mail, France, Germany, Australia, New York Times, Fox and Friends, you name it. Um, we we're really just trying to do what was fair and to stand up for the blue line, the sweatshirt, and how we chose to honor our heroes. And what happened next, we never expected. Um, we have now sold over 1,400 sweatshirts. Wow. Um, our donation now in total from when we started until now um, has topped $20,000. And we, um, you know, what I, what I said when I was actually I did a roll call at the 7-2 precinct, um, Chief Fox asked me to join him and the Thank You NYPD group. And what I said there was that, you know, I, I'm not here to defend bad cops or all these other headlines. I am here to honor the good ones. 
Carla, we have a picture of you and Chief Fox and your four beautiful kids on the screen right now. For yes. people that are listening, uh, she's got four, two boys and two girls. They're beautiful. And she's standing there with uh, Chief Fox, a real, a real honor, a real great chief, great man. He really is. That was at Transit Headquarters. He actually invited us there. It was it was after a memorial mass, and he had to leave early that day because his son was getting his gun and shield. Wow. And I, I sent him a follow-up just saying, I'm sorry we didn't get to say goodbye. You know, the, the kids, you know, send their best. And next thing you know, we get a, a, a you know, a call, call from his office. Call, you know something? If I was that principal in Pelham, mm -hmm. I would have been so sorry that I messed with you because I can tell that you're no one to mess with. Well, it, it was a superintendent actually. Oh, okay. um, even better. And even, even, yeah. And uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, she got a lot of backlash um, and the people who were anti-law enforcement and pro whatever her mission was, um, right. you know, they said, Oh, you know, because of you, she's getting threats. Like because of me, nothing. She made a choice to allow one and ban the other. And that was not okay. That was not okay. Right. And, you know, people were saying, oh, you know, you know, you're, you're abusing, you know, your media contacts and, you know, you're manipulating the media. I manipulated nothing. Um, the media and one of the reporters said to me, she said, the story went global because the world sees the hypocrisy. Yes. And when I was interviewed by the Daily News, uh, I was actually shocked. Um, what he said to me, he goes, you know what you have going for you? He said, you made these sweatshirts before George Floyd. And I said, excuse me? I said, there's more than one George's life that mattered, okay? Right, right. My dad was George Cacavalli. These sweatshirts have nothing to do with politics, nothing to do with BLM. We were honoring the ultimate sacrifice and taking our family and the officer's family together with the unity of this sweatshirt. Simple as that. Simple as that. You know, Carla, um, it's so good that someone stood up to the powers that be, especially this horrendous cancel culture that we live amongst. You know, people are afraid to talk. You know that. People are afraid to say they support the police because they're afraid their livelihood, their business, they'll be canceled. And it's real bullshit. And that's why Mark and I are here too. We're here to challenge these morons that are anti-police because yeah. we gave our life to that job. 27 years, Mark did 20 years. Oh, you're not Mark. Mark doesn't, he doesn't want to give his life. <laughs> he, he wants to just do comedy. But- <laughs> You know, we want to challenge these people that are anti-police, just defund the police. All of this nonsense is someone has to challenge it, you know? Well, it, it, it's true. And, you know, I, I guess I didn't realize I was blindsided by any of the backlash. Now, granted, the overwhelming majority was incredibly positive. There was a small bubble in this town that backed the superintendent. Um, but I was blindsided by it because it just it was so innocent. A sweatshirt for a fallen hero. To, you know, an, an, an adorable dog, all went to charity. Like my intentions were genuine. And so I was completely blindsided by the backlash. And as I said, you know, um, you know, in one of my interviews, I said, you know, it's time that the pendulum swing back to sanity. You know, you can't punish an entire profession for the actions of a few. And I'm tired of the police being vilified. I mean, the entire profession, it's, it's, right. it's just... It, it blows my mind. 2020 was probably one of the toughest years ever for police. And I know we've had some people on from different eras. Lieutenant Peter Pranzo is a hero who's watching right now. Uh, Randy Jurgensen, who wrote the book, The Circle of Six. We had him on recently. And he told us that in 1972, the 3-2, two, 
the two eight and the two five had five hundred murders. That's three precincts that had, and that was during the rise of the Black uh, Liberation Army that were killing cops. Ten cops a year were being assassinated back in nineteen seventy two. So even though we look at twenty twenty as a horrendous year for police, and not just in New York City but nationally, there were some bad times in other eras. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. You know, but I, I I did say that you know. One of the good things that came out of this, aside from the money we raised for two amazing charities and soon to be three, because our next donation is going to Blue Lives Matter Canine, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But, you know, it it showed my children, um, you know, that you could stand up for what's right. Um, I got countless letters from literally law enforcement across the country saying, thank you for taking a stand for us. Um, and you know, it brought me closer to so many line of duty families. I already had amazing relationships with so many of them, but, um, you know, it, it just, it showed the bond that we have. And I always say through the most unfortunate circumstances, I had the good fortune of meeting some of the most amazing people because these line of duty families. I have have a picture of your dad on the screen right now. Uh I just think people should see that. Yeah, my dad was 33 years old when he was was taken from us. Um, and, second job. Hmm? Doing his second job. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. And that's what he I said to the, the police work. He was actually doing another job. Yeah. And, and putting I made that point to the superintendent. My dad worked two jobs to be able to afford to live in this very town. And he was killed working his second job to afford his family a certain lifestyle. And it was heartbreaking for us that the very town that he worked two jobs to live in would have this kind of decision in banning the sweatshirt. Um, but but what I was, was saying before about the line of duty family is when we were going through this all, uh, Eileen Rafferty, who is the widow of Detective Patrick Rafferty, uh, you know, was by my side, you know, talking me off the cliff, telling me to stay the course. Uh, Christine Lem, her husband was Detective Joe Lem, who was killed in Afghanistan. She showed up at the board of ed meeting to support us. And uh, we actually became very close with the Simonson family. Uh, Leanne Simonson, her husband, Detective Brian Simonson, was killed two years ago, actually, February 12th. And this is actually the first interview that I did not wear the Valley sweatshirt. And I didn't do that on purpose. I wore Brian's shirt that we got um, last week. Um, And it has, you know, it has the 102 squad. It has his badge number. And on the arm, it says Smiles, which is his nickname. And uh, actually, my son, Paulie, he's Paulie Smiles. And so... In talking to Leanne, I love the fact that I get to know Brian and we get to tell another hero's story. And Leanne in the church last week, she said, you know, if you want to do something, when you hear about one of these officers, whether it was two years ago, 44 years ago, look up their name and, and learn their story. And, you know, that that's, you know, I, I just have to repeat what Leanne said, because it's just so important that we don't forget our heroes and that we look into their stories and we honor their memories, because to the family, that's the most important thing. You know, Carla, I don't know if you've ever been into the 3-2 precinct in Harlem on 135th Street, but as you walk into the door to the left is about, and I'm, don't quote me on this, but about 10 or 12 plaques of cops that were killed in the line of duty in the 3-2 precinct over the years. So that really hits home. It, it, it does. And, you know, I, I have to say that the, the NYPD truly means it when they say they'll never forget. Um, when we went to that board of ed meeting to tell the superintendent how we felt and to, you know, express our story and what the blue line means to us, um, there were about 30, uh, detectives and, and PBA delegates that came and they made these signs actually, you know, that says, uh, 
you know, we don't forget our fallen. We honor the memory of Detective George Cacavalli. And, uh, you know, of course, some of the anti-police people there so that they were there to intimidate. And, you know, of course, uh, you know, Paul Giacomo said it's called supportive brotherhood. And they were there because whether it's been two years or, you know, for us now, it's coming on 45 years in June, they truly never forget. And um, we've gotten through some of the toughest times of our of our life, thanks to the support of, of the DEA and our fellow line of duty families. That's fantastic. Colin, do you know uh, K.K. Schiller from Texas? I don't. She runs canines for cops, and she actually donates canines throughout okay. the country for police departments that can't afford them. I just thought maybe you would have touched. We had her on our show. That's how we know her. Okay, yeah, no, but actually, uh, and I'm wearing my bracelet now, my Blue Lives Matter canine bracelet. Um, we are fortunate enough through this. Um, Lindsay from Blue Lives Matter canine reached out to us and said, you know, we heard the story. We'd like to drop off some shirts for your kids. You know, thank you for all you're doing. And I expected, you know, this this little drop off. And they they organized this amazing, amazing event where it was Blue Lives Matter Canine. It was Chief Matarazzo, who's in charge of counterterrorism. It was NYPD Sports, and they wait, brought- Wait a minute. Al Matarazzo is my boss. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, the daughter. Well, I think we're talking about the younger female Matarazzo here. Uh, Uncle Al, if you're out there, if you're listening, how you doing, buddy? I haven't seen him in a couple uh, of years. And so, so Chief Matarazzo, um, the, new, the, the now Chief That's Matarazzo- That's Martin, Martin Matarazzo. Yes, Martin, right? Martin. Okay. She's a- uh, She's amazing. So, so she came and the hockey team and the dragon boat team and you name it. And it was just so amazing. And I said to my kids, you know, in addition to all the great shirts and things and what have you, I said, you know, it showed them like how you really show up when you mean it. And, um, and what we're doing with Blue Lives Matter Canine and the Detective Brian Simonson Foundation now is um, we are donating our next round of sweatshirts to vest canine dogs with, with ballistic vests or tracking vests, whatever they need. Um, and how that happened was the Detective uh, Simonson Foundation actually is paying for a vest in my dad's honor. So there's gonna be a Suffolk County uh, Sheriff's dog, his name is Reese actually, that's getting a, a vest with my dad's name and patch on it. And, um, and so we were so touched by that. And really what Blue Lives Matters Canine has instilled in us is the whole pay it forward mantra. So our next round of sweatshirts will go to a vest for another hero. That's fantastic. Um, That's great. You know, And they, they're just, um, yeah, it's an amazing, amazing group. Um, I mean, all of them and the way they all stick together and what they do, it's, it's just so selfless and, uh, and pretty incredible. You know, Carla, what you said uh, about people, want to get involved and want to help, but they're afraid uh, during these crazy times to have their name connected with supporting the police. And that's really sad when you think about it, you know. It's, it's incredibly sad. And, you know, um, I, I had a lesson from Chief Fox. Uh, now that Chief Fox is retired, he's actually, he's a life coach. Um, and uh, I, I always tell him that he's even more, more valuable now to the NYPD and to families like us in his second job. Um, and, and I remember calling him in tears because, you know, there was backlash, you know, people saying, oh, you know, she's doing it for attention or, oh, her dad, it wasn't really line of duty. What's the big deal? I mean, some really horrific things were said. And I, I was crying and, you know, like, should I keep going? You know, I have young kids. And Chief Fox said, Carla, he said, you have control of the remote. He said, change the channel. Right. right. And he had posted a video of me doing uh, the roll call at the 7-2 that wound up getting over 40,000 views. And he said, you know, Carla, I tried to find that. 
and uh, I couldn't find it. And all your videos now are sort of like shut off. I don't know how that happened. Oh, that's interesting. I will. Um, I'll tag you in it after if you want to take a look at seven and a half minutes. No, no, I, I watched it. I wanted to play it tonight. Oh, so. and it, and you, oh interesting. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I saw, that, the, I saw it a couple of months ago or a month ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I didn't know you, and I was like, "This lady looks like a tough bee," you know. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know. Honestly, I didn't even realize I was being recorded, and I really just was speaking from the heart. And I remember when I got done, um, you know, Chief Chief Fox said, "You know, I, I have a video. I recorded it." He goes, "You know, what are your plans for it?" I said, "Well, nothing. I didn't even know you were recording me." I said, "I don't have any plans to do anything with the video." And he said, "Do you mind if I post it?" And he posted it on all of his channels. And like I said, over 40,000 views, hundreds of shares. And he told me, he said, go on that video and look at the comments, Carla. And I did. And that's what made me realize I needed to keep going. I had cops saying, thank you for taking a stand for us. You know, I had people saying she's a firecracker and I stand with her. Um, and I just, I, I, I spent nights up reading the comments and saying, it, it's making a difference. That's and great. And that's why I said I'm, I'm not backing down. As hard as some of the days were, I said I am not backing down and I am going to stand for all of those who have stood by us all of these years. Yeah, Mark, you want to shout out to the uh, live chat, uh, Duty Run. Duty Run, thank you so much for that $10 uh, super chat. Uh, Mark, can you see the um... – Yeah, Karen Kent. She said – uh, my best friend. <laughs> he is a tough bee. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obviously we got duty run on and guess who's on mc audio michael cologne <laughs> never mess with a woman let alone an italian woman that's what he is. <laughs> amen <laughs> uh, and see. while you're doing shout, shout outs i know he might not have said anything but i just want to thank um officer rob faust he's with the westchester county pd and he said he was tuning in and he made a really special delivery to our family this week he brought a sweatshirt that has the 2020 Fallen Heroes on it. He brought a Westchester County PD sweatshirt, and he got us a, a coin rack with some coins for the boys to start a collection. So I just want to thank That's him. That's fantastic. We you had, know, Dr. Stephen Washkel, Dr. Stephen Washkel, I got to shout out to you because I saw you had a little skiing accident, accident, and you were. I hope you're not in a cast right now. We just had him on our show, Dr. Stephen <laughs> Washkel, who is the. Uh, the uh, suicide doctor or suicide prevention doctor and does so much for the NYPD. Doc, I hope you heal fast. What the hell are you doing skiing at your age? <laughs> Milton C., Joyce, MC's Audio, Duty Ron. I saw uh, Peter Pranzo. I, I didn't see Richella. Where is Richella? You guys are, are, are uh, attached at the hip. The Where is she? Bob Geis. Thank you, Bobby Geis. Juan Guerrero, Alley Cat, uh, Aaron Rodriguez, thanks for the wine. I drank it the other night. Lynn yeah, Mertz. Yeah, thing here. Pedro Swing, Vasquez, Janine Goodwin, Scotty Wagner, all our great fans, Diane B. Uh, who's police off the cuff? Oh, that's us. So it's okay. Lindsay, Lindsay Ex Exian. No, so that's Lindsay from Blue Lives Matter Canine. Oh, yeah. Wow. She said we are so she's proud of one of the most amazing human beings you'll ever meet. We are so proud of you, Carla. We love you to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Richella Pranzo is here. Sorry, I didn't mean to mark you absent, but I have to see you and Peter close together. They're the cutest couple. They're 75 years old. Peter Pranzo was a legendary uh, lieutenant from the 3-2 and street crime. He's got a great book out. I, I can't uh, – what was it called? Harlem Raiders. Harlem Raiders. That's right. Harlem Raiders. 
Uh, you know, you guys don't call. You should touch base with KK Schiller because she can help you out uh, with that Canine for Cops Foundation. Awesome. Uh, Absolutely. We'd yeah. love to connect. They have That's like- what we do with our podcast. We call it cross-pollination. You got to cross-pollinate with some of these other uh, organizations, you know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We all have a common cause, and it's a good one at that. Absolutely. Hey, Carla, let me ask you. So what happened with that, uh, with the school thing, with the sweatshirts in the end? So in the end, they, I mean, the staff still aren't allowed to wear them, but they wound up banning both. So that shirt that said vote with the, the names on it, the BLM mm-hmm. fist, that was banned as well. Um, and she did backpedal and say, you know, it wasn't a politically balanced decision and what have you. Um, But, you know, unfortunately, uh, nothing else was really done. Um, You know, we we took a backseat for a bit because we are in the middle of a pandemic. And obviously, there's a lot that goes into running the district. I think she made a horrible decision. And we're hoping that down the line, we can revisit the conversation with her when cooler heads prevail and talk about mending the bridges with police and and the school district. Because to say, she said that somebody, uh, a student was afraid of the blue line flag. Uh, you know, what if someone says they're afraid of a, a clown sweatshirt? Are you going to ban right, that as well? Exactly, you yeah. know, it's an opportunity to explain. I mean, we could have had Valley come in. You know, they could have explained, you know, his grandchildren go here. Like, what what it means. Which is and, a lie, by the way. It's a complete lie. The fact that one kid said that he was scared of a, of a flag with that had a blue line is a complete lie. Well, and they were also saying that the symbol was co-opted because of, you know, it being at Trump rallies and what have you. And I, I'm, I'm not a political person. It was the farthest thing from my mind. I was blindsided by the whole controversy. But, you know, my whole thing was if it, if it was co-opted, I told them, I said, as educators, take this sweatshirt, right, in the context that it was meant, the four symbols that they were meant, and explain it, right? So I'm not going to have my dad's name, the dog's name, the NYPD patch, and then throw on a symbol that would cause controversy. You know, explain what the blue line means to our families and take the sweatshirt in the context in which it was made. There you go. You know, and uh, unfortunately that, that did not happen. But like I said, we, um, we've, we've now raised, uh, you know, over $20,000 We've uh, we've given, you know, some cops, you know, a reason to realize that people are standing up for them. And and I have to tell you that a lot of uh, people reached out to me that knew or worked with my dad. And that was probably one of the greatest gifts to me to hear them tell stories about my dad. Um, I had a, a grown man call me crying. Um, and that was one of the greatest gifts. Hey, where, where could they go to find these sweatshirts? Um, I have, I, I actually, believe it or not, can I tell you, I don't know the website by heart. Um, if you give me a minute, I can read it off. Um, or we could post the, the link in the, um, in the YouTube story. Um, but they could yeah, also send yeah. me, they yeah, could also you send could put it even in the super chat. Uh, okay, perfect. Yeah. And we know, could, the live yeah. chat. They could also send me a private message on Facebook. Um, Michelle Pranzo, thank you for that $5 chat. You probably took it out of Pete's wallet, but that's all right. Keep going into that wallet. You woke her up. That's right. You woke her up. Thank you so much. The last time she doesn't come on, pay attention. She's called Grandma on the Beach. That's uh, Rachella's tag on Instagram. (laughs) Grandma on the Beach, I love it. (laughs) So after this, I mean, look, so many positive things came out of this. You know, it's always great to turn a negative into a positive. And that's what you've done here. But I mean, I can tell that, you know, you have your own business, right? You run a uh, public relations firm. 
I do. I specialize in travel PR, which is non-existent at the time in the pandemic. So I, I yeah. said another good thing was the fact that I wasn't really working when this all happened because I was able to dedicate uh, virtually all of my time to making sure that. I mean, I, I personally delivered 550 sweatshirts. You know, I, I wish that I now had, had put that picture of you lifting the weights over your head because it, it says a lot, you know, it says, yeah, I, I love, don't I know, mess I with big, me. I was a big <laughs> crossfitter before the pandemic. I was a big crossfitter. So, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, but we, um, like I said, we had no intentions to sell them. And so it was all pen and paper. And even when the story erupted, we, we never thought it was going to get that big. So here I was taking orders by hand, only local orders. And then finally, um, the guy, his name is Artie. He was a great partner in this all, Diamondback Sportswear in the Bronx. He said, I'll get a website up for you. And they ship sweatshirts to Alaska, Arizona, California, Canada. And so it, it, they're all around the country. My dad is represented. But I, I personally delivered with my kids in the car 550 sweatshirts. Wow, that's fantastic. And, you know, so what um, a great experience that is for your kids, too. Yeah, they're, yeah, really, cool. they're really proud of it. And actually, one of my daughters has now... She because originally the sweatshirt was just for us. Right now everyone has them, so now she has special colors that are only for the family. Uh, and right. and she has like I don't know how many colors now. And my son said, you know, you get all these sweatshirts. And she goes, yeah, because mom will never say no to Valley. And she's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she's milking it. Webber, I, thanks for the super chat. Also, Tim Acosta, thank you very much. Five dollars super chats. You guys are keeping us in business here. You know, Scott Wagner. Scott Wagner uh, did a super chat four ninety nine. What's the matter, bro? You can't come up with the other penny. Um, but you know, my daughter is when I was driving and there was a kid wearing a sweatshirt and I didn't know him and I stopped and rolled down the window. My kids were absolutely mortified. And I said, excuse me, I just want to thank you. I said, that's my dad's sweatshirt. And he said, you're Miss Cacavalli? And I said, yes. And he said, we love it. It's the best. Thank you. And he pointed to the blue line. And, you know, so it's just so nice to see people take such pride in wearing them. Carla, do you cook good Italian food? I do. I make a mean right. spaghetti pie. Mark, My meatballs, next, I would say, are the, the best. The next show we're doing live from your house if you cook us dinner. <laughs> Come, <laughs> I'll over. The, Come over. I'll bring, I'll bring the wine. Mark and I will be live from the Cacavalli's. <laughs> I'll even learn a few Italian words. Well, We'd love know, to have you. It's, it's great to see hypocrisy, um, you know, outed. Like, you know, uh, it's just uh, – it's amazing to see, you know, because there's so – you got to fight back. You really do. Otherwise, you get steamrolled. These ideas yeah. that are coming, you know, there's no conversation. They, they, they want to steamroll right over you. You're supposed to hate the police. Yeah. Without question. Without question. But you're supposed to sign on the dotted line right here. Like, wait a minute. Everybody has somebody that, um, you know, it brings me up to this point, Bill. What did this chief, the, the head of the department today say that we have to uh, racism in the NYPD? And I'm thinking to myself, I've never seen a more diversified police department in my whole life. In the, in the world. Yeah, in the world. Oh, I they're mean, talking about systemic. You, that's the word they use, systemic racism. Okay, know? yeah. I, 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 for some reason, I, I don't understand. Like, if you tell me if you're a black police officer or a Latino police officer, you're coming in and the department's going to change you to treat people different. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, it's not the case at all. But, no, but you know, there's, there's no other profession where if you do something wrong, the whole entire profession is vilified, right? You know, there's stories about teachers doing things wrong and doctors and this and that, but there's there's no other profession where the entire profession is thrown under the bus. And you know, um, this part of the story not everyone knows, but you know, my father was actually very very close with Mario Biaggi. 
who was one of the most decorated NYPD officers uh, in the history of the department, retired as a detective lieutenant. Actually, they waived college for, he never went to college. And someone waived college for him to go to law school and he became a congressman. Wow. Our family was very, very close with the Biagi family, okay? Uh, he, he gave a congressional record after my dad died saying that my father was like a son to him. We remained very close with the family for years. And, you know, Mario Biaggi was actually, as a politician, was convicted. Okay. Right or wrong, he went away. I went with my mother to visit him in jail in Texas. And I bring this up for a reason. Because now he has a granddaughter who's a politician, Senator Biaggi who has nothing but hatred for the cops. Look at her Twitter feed. She tweeted, cops in this country are soulless, you know, constantly bashing, 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 bashing the police, which number one is a disgrace to her hero grandfather. I can't tell you how many old timers said he'd be rolling over in his grave, but no one mentions he was a politician that got jammed up right or wrong, he went away, right. okay? She's still a politician. Yeah. Talk about hypocrisy. Yeah, you told, yeah, you nailed it right there. That that's the truth right there. And you I have what? nothing but respect for Mario Senior. Okay, Jackie Biaggi is my godmother. You know, we have a very close connection to them. But we we I have nothing to do with the senator who Paul DiGiacomo sent her a letter saying she has stepped on the backs of the police to get where she's going. She campaigned the DEA picnic, all of that, and now is one of the biggest cop-hating politicians I have ever seen. Yeah, it's 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 disgraceful that uh, the venom that is... Uh, it, you know, the police are an easy target. They're well, a huge organization, and, you know, 34, 35,000, they're an easy target, and they can't really, you know, speak back against somebody's... And look, Ed Mullins called that little weasel politician a whore, and now they want CCRBs going after him. But that's what the guy is, you know? And the woman that that uh, was made to resign during the beginning of COVID said, I don't give a, a rat's ass about cops with the uh, the masks for the mm -hmm. COVID. And he mm -hmm. spoke out against her too. So, you know, you need people like Ed Mullins who speak out against these politicians. And then the joke that CCRB is now going after him, give me a break. You know, you know I'd love these cop haters to just spend a day, just pick one line of duty family. And just see not only what they've gone through, but what amazing people they are. Almost every one of these families has a foundation that gives back to the community, gives back to underprivileged. I mean, you know, the uh, Detective Ramos Foundation does amazing things in their community. You know, the Simonson Foundation, not even two years old, they've done amazing things. Weijin Liu's widow, Sani Liu, has done amazing things. I mean, the good that they do in honor of their loved ones on top of the pain that they endure. I mean, just, just spend a day with these families and then tell me how you can hate all cops. No, it's, it's irrational. You know, there's also some people, uh, there's a guy uh, named Pat Russo who runs the PBA boxing club in the inner city and, and just for inner city kids, pretty much. Some one of his kids was going to the Olympics and that's a selfless guy that's given back. He's a retired uh, sergeant and uh, a selfless, selfless guy who's given back to the community. And they don't, you know, some of the politicians resented him. They were like, oh, why are you doing this? They didn't like that a retired cop was given all of his time and his money mm. to, to help kids, you know. 
Well, I mean, there's no one prouder than than the retired cops I've seen as well. Recently, I joined, there's a retired uh, NYPD Facebook page, and I guess they let me in because I was line of duty, and I had never posted on the page, but uh, we were going before the parole board, and I decided to post that I was going and to send prayers our way. This was just two weeks ago. And I mean, hundreds of comments, you know, we're with you, your family, you can do this. God bless Detective Cacavalli. And it's it's a really hard process to go through when you're writing these parole board statements. And I have to tell you, I stopped and I read the comments and they really gave me the strength to keep going. I, I, I really felt like I truly had a sea of blue behind us. Yeah, no, that's, you know, I just want to shout out to something because you're talking about parole. Uh, today is the 15-year anniversary of the murder of Emet Sanguian, the John Jay College graduate student who was uh, basically kidnapped from the Falls Bar by a um, paroled career criminal who did horrendous things to her and murdered her and dumped her in a lot in Brooklyn. And that's, that's you know, these are the heroes to some of these people on the left, parolees, you know, and that, I just wanted to shout out to her and her family. She would have been a great, you know, she would have done, done great things with her life. You know, she had two months to go to get her master's degree from John Jay, and she wound up... Uh, being the victim of a horrendous uh, homicide. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And, and you know, the, you know, people don't understand what the families go through when, I mean, sometimes the perps are shot on the scene, but when you go through this parole process, it is, it, it's, it's heart wrenching. And last week I connected with uh, officer Harry Ryman's family because unfortunately one of his killers is being paroled. And, you know, this case was 1980 he was asleep in his bed, heard something, sees them breaking into a car, gets his shield and gun, identifies himself, and is shot dead in, in, in front of his wife with, with five kids. And now his kids are, are carrying on his fight. And, you know, they have a parole board hearing this Friday for another perp that's in jail. But an, another one is, is being let go. I mean, it's just, it, it's mind boggling. Yeah. And also at election time, don't forget Andrew Cuomo, who just paroles cop killers left and right. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're gonna have to worry about Cuomo. Yeah, I think he's dug <laughs> his own hole. I, I, I hope so, but you never know. The electorate in New York City the noose is know. tightening. They elected <laughs> de Blasio twice. So Let like, me tell you something, not, brother. Uh, the noose is tightening right now. Why? Why? Washington has let him go. Listen, the guy was stood on a platform of, uh, you know, he, when he came out against Kavanaugh, and he, his words are gonna come back to haunt him. This lady came out with a sexual harassment uh, claim against him. It's gonna. He's done. He's finished. I don't even give him two more weeks. I'm telling you, two more weeks. Uh, I don't know. You'll see. Mark my words. Remember, I said it here. Two more weeks. He's done. You heard it here uh, first. I, I hope. I hope you're right. Two weeks. He's right. done. Uh, you know, I don't know. But, I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you. It's not going away. CNN finally had to address it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the other thing. They won't. They won't talk because his brother Fredo. Is, uh, if, it's on NBC, there, right? if it's on NBC, <laughs> forget it. You're doomed. You're doomed. That was the nail in the coffin. Never mind the, the thousands of people that died because of that stupid decision. That he won't yeah. – like if he would have just jumped in front of it in the beginning and said, listen, I may have screwed up. I was trying my best. No. He was writing a book telling everybody how great he did. Well, you're, you're something – whenever you pat yourself on the back, something always backfires, Right. You have to let other people say you're great. You can't say you're great yourself or else, right? Self-praise yeah. is no praise. Wow, look at that. She pulls these Italianisms out like forget about it. 
Keep your friends close. But your enemy's closer. <laughs> true. Very true. I learned that. <laughs> I can quote The Godfather. I've seen it a million times. You know, I can't believe kids these days, you ask them about The Godfather. They're like, what Godfather? That's one of the greatest movies ever made. They, have several, they haven't even watched it. I'm like, what are you kidding? <laughs> there's one more round coming. All it takes is one more round that's coming. Somebody's loading their gun. There's one more lady there. That worked for him, they, and it hurt. He said something stupid one day, and that, that other one is coming right in the chamber right now. <laughs> Loading up. <laughs> They're getting ready. And it, it probably has to do with something that he pissed off. Uh, he got too much of the spotlight during the whole thing because it's not just going to be the, the right that gets him out. It, a lot of help is coming from the left. They want him done. He's done. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Remember what I said. No. Hey, you know what? Since we got a break, why don't we do uh, the little commercial here? Go we ahead. got a sponsor, and uh, it's the best hot sauce in the world. It's, it's called Silk City Hot Sauce, and they make these small batches. They use pure ingredients, and they use these local grown peppers, and that's the foundation of every bottle of Silk City Hot Sauce. There's uh, many different flavors. Uh, there's Bobby Biggs Chipotle, Aztec Attack, Badass Jew. This is a... And they have some really cool uh, artwork. There you go. Wow. That's the cool hot You come for there. dinner. I'll add a little to meatballs. <laughs> I know I you can make hot sauce everything. and Silk City hot sauce. <laughs> I use it on everything. I do it when I uh, mix up my avocado. I put a, a couple drips in there. I, I have my avocado toast in the morning with gluten-free bread. And uh, <laughs> I add a couple of, yeah, it spices it up. It makes it really nice. Yeah, try the hot sauce, man. They're great. It's a, the, each bottle is like five bucks. Get like four four bottles, and then use the uh, the the fifteen. You'll get fifteen percent off on the discount. Just go to silkcityhotsauce.com. You you have that banner? Put it up. You, if you got, the I don't. Banner. I didn't load it tonight. I, I forgot all about it. I'll have oh, the banner cool. the next the next yeah, show. Well, I forgot Silk to load City, it. Silkcityhotsauce.com. Yeah, but what's the code? You said there was a code OTC. for the OTC. Off, Off the, the cuff, it stands for. You get a little 15% okay, right. discount. Off the cuff. And if you want to advertise, uh, and you're out there, and uh, you see what a great job we do with our advertising here. Yeah, yeah, big. we're making big coin. Carrie P.J. O'Haney and Hussey. I worked with him years ago in the 2-4. He wrote, great show, great gal. Met her at the Transit Memorial Mass. Oh, yes. We go every year. Yeah, so you got fans here. Look at this. You got fans. We may oh, have no to bigger, make it. No bigger and me and my children of the NYPD. Oh, that, that's great! That's but you truth. got and you know, some. I want to pull up a picture of uh, some of the some of the girls you hang out with. Look at that picture, right? That's the crew. Right? That's the crew. That's, that's so, the crew, uh, right? So that's describe who, 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 describe who they are. Uh, Paul DiGiacomo, the one lucky guy in the middle. Chief Matarasso, Leanne Simonson. Um, there's Janet, Jess. Uh, that's uh, a pretty solid crew right there. She was calling out the roll call on a picture we have on the screen for you folks that are just <laughs> listening. They're, I'll take it from me. They're all beautiful ladies, except for Paul Giacomo. He's a, obviously the lone lucky guy standing yeah. amidst all these beautiful women. Which he's the best. He is the absolute best. That's great. That's fantastic. Oh, uh, Mike, Michael Colon, he, MC Audio, he says the FBI opened up an investigation into the nursing home deaths too. That is true. That's why. That's part of my uh, my rationale. I, I've, I've been I've been paying attention. I'm aware that the FBI also is involved in that whole thing. So it's coming in all different directions. And you know what? 
I've never met the guy, but I saw his shoes one day, and I said, man, those were a nice pair of shoes. But I'll tell you something right now. As much as I like those shoes and I wish I had a pair of those shoes, I'm so happy I'm not in those shoes right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was some joke you just wrote. <laughs> <laughs> the, guy said, I mean, the setup was way too long for the payoff. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If you ever look in the mirror and you want to know if you're fucked, think of him. He's fucked right now. <laughs> Anywho, good, good for him. Good for him. Look the only thing I want, I want the Tappan Zee Bridge named back to the Tappan Zee Bridge. Oh, maybe I don't want it the Mario M. Cuomo Bridge. Since we're in the uh, cancel culture. Yeah, we Ooh. should cancel that bridge. And Tappan yeah. Z, Z was probably the name of the Indian tribe, too, which is kind of ironic. Yeah, well, it was historic. Lalena Faust, thank you so much for the $5 Super Chat. I got a shout out to the people that are supporting us since we're poor. We're two poor cops. <laughs> Not really, but you know, I like to say that anyway. You fit right. in a long line of lo uh, Carla. You fit in a long line of guests that are doing way better than me. I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I have yet, we haven't had a guest on that. I'm like, dude, I, I can help you out. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else you got cooking? Well, like I said, we're we're going to be um, you know moving forward with uh, with vesting these dogs, which uh, we're really really happy about. Um, and you know we are just looking to continue um, not just telling my dad's story, but you know in honoring all the heroes uh, that made the ultimate sacrifice, and also standing up for everyone who is still brave enough to put on that badge, especially in these increasingly difficult times. Um, you know, we're actually, actually, we delivered a sweatshirt to um, Dalshveve, Detective Dalshveve, and I'm sure you're all familiar with his story, but for anyone listening, um, you know, he was chasing, again, career criminal, long rap sheet, dragged by a car, and left paralyzed, uh, wow. and now he's confined to a wheelchair, and actually, it was our first zip-up sweatshirt made because he can't, you know, put it over his head, and we delivered one to him and to his daughter, Darshi, who my daughter, Nancy Ann, is, is very, very close with, and and, um, you know, it's uh, it's just, you know, people don't realize what officers go through. And, you know, Dalsh, you know, is now confined to a wheelchair, can't speak for the rest of his life uh, because of, of what he did. And his wife, Esther, said, you know, he loved the job and he wouldn't have changed a thing. Um, so. That's amazing. We just, yeah. Oh, brave, brave heroes out there. You know, Carla, one of the things that Mark and I have, we've been doing this show for two years now. We actually have over 200 episodes. We thought by now we'd be on the cover of Time and Newsweek and the National Enquirer, Vanity Fair, but none of that's happened. That's going to happen in the future. But one of the things we like the most about doing this show is the incredible people we meet. It's amazing. Yeah, like uh, Bill mentioned, we've been doing, we, what have we got, 200 episodes, and this is the first time that uh, the DEA has actually announced or, or like, you know, acknowledged that we have a show. I don't know if one PP wants to acknowledge that the, the police off the cuff show. No, no, you know. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm just saying it's like it felt good. It was actually a good feeling to like actually that the job knows that we're here, that we're doing this. Yes. That felt good. Really so they, I mean, they actually they sent out an email blast to all of their current and retired detectives. 
Um, they put it on Facebook. They put it on Instagram. So they really did. They, and they're just always such amazing supporters. So yeah. um, I, I thank Paul the Giacomo for leading the charge and for the entire board and, and everyone who wears that gold shield. Um, I'm, we're, we're, just, we're just so proud to be a part of, of the detective family and the NYPD family. And I said during this that I was always proud to be Detective Cacavalli's daughter, but never prouder than I am right now. So... That's great. cool, man. And, and I tell you something, they're lucky the COVID's going on right now because you would have beat the crap out of them. <laughs> I, 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 I'm beating myself up because I didn't put the picture of her lifting the barbell over her head. And I was like, why didn't I? I thought that you might not like it. You know, I was like, no, I no, no, I love, are you kidding? I, I love, I love CrossFit. I love lifting. She was training. I was like, oh my God, that, <laughs> this is right there. Don't mess with this chick. Right? I deadlifted 190. I was able to deadlift wow. 190 pre-COVID. Oh my God. You were like, uh, we, oh, so that was CrossFit, but it looked like you were almost like doing like a powerlifting. Um, you know, it might have been there was like a, a barbell competition. I, I'm not sure which photo you saw, but um, <laughs> I yeah. By the way, you lifted it over your head like this. Oh, then that was yeah, that was um, that was for breast cancer. There was like it was a uh, how many you could do in two minutes um, for That's breast a cancer. Difference. There's a, a thousand million people that go to CrossFit. And then you just said, "Oh, that was a barbell competition. That's a big. That's a big difference." <laughs> There's a lot of people. It was, it was actually called it. barbells for boobs, and it was a breast cancer thing that CrossFit uh -huh. did. So. <laughs> what was that again? I, I go. I'll go to that one. Barbells <laughs> for boobs. Yeah, Mark's gonna be the uh, the judge at that one. Yeah, yeah. One he wants. To, he wants. To, yeah, that's a ten. Yeah, no, that's a nine. That's an eight. <laughs> It'd be the spotter, yeah, yeah. Get him out of the gym. Get that pervert out of the gym. Anyway, he's supposed to go from the elbows. Not yeah. not a new technique. <laughs> if there's anyone below seventeen watching this show, we'll have to give the rating system out there. You know. So anyway, let's uh, give a shout out one 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 last time to the people that tuned in today. Um, what do we got here? Uh, I'm trying to Rick, Rick Martinez, the ESU hero, just signed in. Yeah. Oh, he's good. Cool, man. I, I always watch uh, Rick's pictures with his family and stuff. You, he's got a real Rick. Rick Martinez saved numerous cops' lives during the Larry Davis shootout. Oh wow! He's a real hero. Medal of Valor recipient. Uh, one of our biggest fans. Great, great guy. Uh, love to shout out to the real heroes of this job. I mean, when I when you when we talk about the heroes who we've interviewed. Unbelievable. Mike Heinrichs, one of the most highly decorated cops and uh, detectives, 211 department citations, two medals of valor and two combat crosses. I mean, these are the type of people that we've had on police off the cuff. So all you other organizations, okay us for the rank and file. We don't we don't beat on the brass too much. I got, hey, listen, while. I got an EPD for uh uh, three five eleven collars once. <laughs> Let's not anyway, talk about we that. Got, we got Michael uh, McAuliffe retired off the job two thousand and two, and I want to thank you for your show, and get uh, makes me proud to have served. Yeah, thank you. That was a nice compliment. There are a lot of people, a lot of cool people uh, check out the show and they're, they're into it. And we got people from uh, all over the world that tune in. And you know, this is what brings it all together: the fact that. Even though they try to, like, you know, we're like uh, pretty much everybody's, uh, I don't know, floor mat. When you come, what is that thing that you, when you come in the house, you step Door on? Doormat, doormat. Doormat, yeah. They, 
police are everybody's door. Every politician's doormat. When hey, if you go and call his house, I guarantee you she's going to say, take off your shoes. Actually, I have a mat that says, take off your shoes. You're an There's no way you and, let and anyone you know what? No, The only exception is when Valley comes with Paul in uniform because they're dropping something off. I can't make him take off his shoes. And so anyway, Valley can do no wrong. And they're the only ones. So, and actually... Uh, I'm right. I didn't stereotype you. I'm right. No, right? you're right. You're right. And actually, I, there's a picture of Paul with Valley and my kids. And my cousin, he said, you know, I noticed he had his shoes on, but I always had to take mine off. And I said, well, I make an exception for Valley and Paul. Do, do, so. do you have a cousin named Vito? Um, well, I, uh, yeah, my cousin's married to someone named Vito. Yes. <laughs> I have a, my brother's name oh, is Carmine. You're every I'm, Italian stereotype and they're all coming true. Absolutely. My brother's Carmine. Carmine Cacavalli. I love I mean. Carmine. I love that name, yeah. Carmine. I love the yeah. guy in The Godfather, the brother-in-law, the way they beat the shit out of Carmine, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, just so you know, if I come, I'm not taking off my shoes. My father. <laughs> you know what? I, I actually my have those covers. He hated the Japs. I'm not taking off my boots. I actually have the covers. If people refuse to take their shoes off, oh. I have shoe covers. Oh, my God. You're obsessed. You are definitely obsessed. That's I am. The, that's from the Bronx tale, by the way. My grandfather was in the war. I'm not taking his shoes off of these freaking Japs. Lelania <laughs> uh, uh, Faust, nice show. As a Westchester County cop, I love the NYPD. Great. Friend Ray Flood is an ESU. I enjoyed the show. Thank you. That, that's very cool, you guys. All so, you folks that are, are first time listeners, uh, please subscribe to our channel on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, put up the banner on the end. Yeah, I'll put I'll put up the banner. Please uh, subscribe to us. That's our that's our YouTube channel. I know that's a. What the a, hell is that, bro? That's the that's, that's the, really link. the link. And here, here's stop talking shit. And here's our Patreon. That's this the, is. We have three tiers in our Patreon. The first one, $7 a month, is called The Bucket. The second one, $9 a month, Polish My Rack. You actually get to polish my rack, and it's my rack. And for $11 a month, you get to dip them in butter. And that's the most popular one. But so, And you get all of our content. We're putting out a lot of stuff. Mark has a show called One-on-One -on -One with Mark DeMeo. Uh, I have a show called Real Crime Stories, and I'm getting some unbelievable detectives. I just had the detective from Brooklyn North Homicide Squad on, um, Sean uh, McTie, who him and the 7-5 Squad solved the Amet Sanguin case and put that savage Daryl Littlejohn in prison for the rest of his life. Uh, and then I had John Pellucci, the crime scene sergeant, Fantastic crime scene sergeant. So we're coming up with some great stories. I have Tommy Dades, a great detective from Brooklyn also, who wrote a book about the mafia cops. He's coming on the show March 9th. So we got some great shows coming up. So if you're not subscribed to us, please do subscribe. And um, you won't uh, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks again for joining us, Carla. Thank you. Wait a minute. We're not even at an hour. What do you jump? What do you got somewhere to go? No, no. I want to do the commercial one more time. Uh, well, go ahead. But the hot sauce? <laughs> Listen, everybody's got a schedule to keep here. So uh, don't forget about the best hot sauce in the world, Silk City Hot Sauce. Fancy artwork. Go on there. The cheap, the bottles. And it's beautiful, man. It's made out of pure ingredients, uh, the gro locally grown peppers. And I put it on everything that I eat right now. 
And there's so many different flavors. You could, uh, whatever you're into. If you like mango sauce, if you like chipotle, if you like, uh, there's one flavor called Badass Jew. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Carla, what happened? Uh, you you wrote the parole board. Did you go there? What happened? Uh- yeah, actually, um, this is the first time uh, ever because of COVID that it had to be via phone. I normally go in person. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, my mom had that had taken on that fight um, for many years. And when she passed away, I, I, you know, filled that role. And so I had gone to the city actually with my youngest, who was seven weeks old at the time, 20 degrees, because I wouldn't miss going in person. Because I always just felt like, God forbid, if he got out and I didn't go in person, I'd feel guilty. So this is the first time because of COVID, I had to do it via phone. And the commissioner assured me that it didn't matter in person or via phone, because I expressed my concern. And he said that, you know, because whoever I, you know, give my statement to might not be the one who sees the inmate. So we did our parole board hearing via phone on February 12th. And then now um, the inmate goes the week of March 22nd, and then we get the decision March 30th. So what people don't realize is like, it's, it's a really long process. Um, we get the letter in December amongst all of our Christmas cards saying the inmate is up for, for a hearing. And then we go in February and then they go in March. So from start to finish, it's, it's three months. And it's, it's really, it's, it's agonizing. Um, yeah. You know, um, the preparing of the statement and, you know, what do you, what do you say, especially now, you know, this is coming on 45 years. What do you say? That's different. Um, right. But, you know, I expressed my, my concern that now that, you know, you, because of the story with the sweatshirts, you know where we live, you know I have four kids, my pictures in with every article. Um, so I, I've always been afraid uh, of him getting out, but it's increasingly, um, you know, now because of what happened. So I, I tried to underscore that. And we're just praying that, you know, March 30th, um, that we, we get the, the answer that we're hoping for. Well, I, I, hope you, I hope they keep him inside. But, you know, there's a whole movement called decarceration. And they, they treat parolees and prison inmates like they're the heroes. And well- <laughs> that... Uh, you know what I'm talking about, no, right? No, I know, um, but what I, what I said in my statement was, I said in this um, climate, this um, you know increasingly anti-cop climate, COVID, no one has a job. I said releasing him to the streets is like releasing an alcoholic to a bar. Um, it's it's the worst thing you can do, right. um, you know. And uh, you know, we we were able to see read his his statements from past times, and he has continued to say things that are very disrespectful to the police. Um, has not shown remorse. Um, so I'm really, you know, I spend hours reading these transcripts and, and trying to make the points. And um, and so I just hope that, you know, like I said, that our, our guardian angels are with us and that they they take the time to truly hear what we have to say. You know, Carla, a month before I came on the police department, it was December 15th, 1984. I was held up at gunpoint. Well, it's a long story, but the guy forced us into an apartment at gunpoint with my brother and my roommate and his two young kids who were four and six at the time. And the robber was out on parole for murder. And this was 1984. So he was going to start tying us up. And as soon as he said that, I was like, this robbery's over. And I, uh, when I had the chance, I, I, I hit a shot and I grabbed for the gun. He fired four shots at us and my brother was hit in the stomach. Anyway, we were able to beat the shit out of him and held him for the police. Long story short, I kept him in prison for 24 years by wow. doing what you did. Every two years, I wrote a letter to the parole board. And I wasn't satisfied. He was getting out. He was an illegal immigrant from the DR, Dominican Republic. I called ICE. 
He walked out of Sing Sing. Ice was waiting for him. They deported his ass to the DR. Hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. Now, well, good good for you. I mean, yeah. but people don't realize what goes into the fight. And you know, my heart truly broke for the Ryman family. Um, you know, and when we were exchanging messages and she was saying, you know, what, what it's like writing the statement, I said, it could have been me sending that text message because unless you go through it, you just don't truly understand. No, it's, it's a horrible thing. And you shouldn't have to live with that for the rest of your life, you know? And, you know, my mom had to go sometimes twice a year because there were three inmates and they weren't all on the same schedule. So, you know, she was going to three separate hearings for three inmates. Two have died and now there's one left and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever I can whatever I can. Well, you know, these bleeding hearts, they just think that, you know, they have to, they should get out even when they kill the cop, you know, they just, uh, it's unbelievable, you know? You know what I said that, you know, he gave my mom a life sentence as a widow and he deserves a life sentence in jail for what, what he's done. So, um, well, well you, you know, know that Catherine Bowden, she's one of the Brinks robbers. Mm-hmm. Her son is the San Francisco DA and she's a professor now at Columbia university. <laughs> yeah. So you could see the lack of respect that they have for the police, you know, and well, uh, it's crazy. In fact, the, the 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 husband of Catherine Bowden is up for parole now, and he he killed two cops in that Brinks robbery. But but that's why you know, as parents, especially me, I have four kids. My job is to teach my kids what a real hero is, and they know so much about my dad, of course. But I I love the fact that now my son Paulie has just taken to Brian Simonson's story. And he loves the fact that him and Brian have baseball in common, that they both love the Giants, that you know he wants to get Brian's number 21 for his next season. They shared the name Smiles, you know, and uh-huh. and I, you know, I, I just I, I love the fact that he's taken such an interest because it just keeps their memories alive. And so, you know, if if you know if we can all do that, then it, it just really it means their sacrifice was not in vain. No, that's uh, that's a tremendous thing. And, you know, being in a cop family, you always have to have that above and beyond respect for cops, you know. It's true. And it's uh, – although n- neither one of my sons wanted to become a cop, you know, so I don't know what I did wrong, but uh, it's, yeah. all, it's all right. <laughs> They're pursuing different things, you know. As long as they respect law enforcement, that's what uh, No, of course they do. Well, my, my one son's in cybersecurity. Okay. And the other one is a film editor. So uh, as long as they bring home the bacon and I don't have to pay for them anymore, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> My motto but, with college is do it in four or I pay no more. So I'm hoping uh, that's, that's good. Yeah, because my son, when he went to graduate school, he was like, I go, I'm done with you, man. I am done. I don't care. <laughs> no more. That's it. I worked yeah. three jobs to put you through school. You know, that's <laughs> it. I'm done with it. It was like, I, you know, I attached that plow and I was pulling with the horse, you know, in the fields, working all kinds of hours. I'll have three in college at once. Um. Oh, my God. You better sell a lot of sweatshirts. Yeah, you not- no, we don't. We don't I know, it. I know, I know. It. All right, you well, better represent a lot of different things. Polka Dot Suzanne says my son is a cop. Well, That's thank great. him for his service. Yeah. Michelle Serino, how are you? Polka Dot Suzanne, I love that name. Y-L-F-A-P, I, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Uh, one of Duty Ron's fans, thank you. Scotty Wagner, thank you, buddy. Uh, Victor Rosa, Peter the Pranzos are always great. Justin McCormick, you said we should dedicate a week of shows to, is that John D'Alessio? I worked with John D'Alessio in the 2-3 squad, great man. He was a, a 3-2 cop. Uh 
Who else we got here? Matt Sully, Kathy Ryan. Uh, great to see you here. Christopher Strom, one of our best. Uh, Christopher Strom from Brooklyn to Baghdad fame. He wrote that book. Great uh, patriot, as well as a retired sergeant. Elena Faust. Uh, who else I got here? Duty Ron, thank you for helping us out. Susan Donahue. One of my sons is a police officer. I have the utmost respect. We do too. Rick Martinez, can't say enough about Rick, a real American hero. Karen Kent, Lelena Faust, Richella Pranzo, Grandma on the Beach. I wish you could go back on the beach, Grandma, but it's too cold out. <laughs> Janine Dove, uh, we love you too, Janine. Uh, Stephen Ravo Gates, you're right. Mike Heinrichs is the best. Mike's been on the show before. I'm going to have him back on one of these days. Any uh, Juanita McMillan, Ian Graham, Mark, any parting words? I guess we're, we're over. Well, I just want to thank Carla. I think thank you were you. great tonight, Carla. And uh, I really admire you. I think you're brave. I think uh, I admire you for your fight. It's uh, It takes a lot to, um, you know, to take the hits, you know. Thank and, you. Uh, you're a special person. I appreciate, I appreciate it. I I'm, I'm sure the job appreciates it too. Well, like I said, we appreciate all that you've done and uh, everyone who's worn the badge, everyone who wears the badge, and, and we do it um, with the utmost respect for all of you. Carla, I just know no uh, school board uh, superintendent will ever tangle with you ever again. They will <laughs> stay away from that hornet's nest. And they will, they will, well, you know, I'm ready for round two if they do. So well, Unless they get punched in the nose, they know what it feels like, and they don't want to get punched in the nose again, you know? <laughs> well, thank you for everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, who are we coming back with on uh, Monday? Monday, we actually have uh, retired Yonkers Police Commissioner and NYPD Chief Eddie Hartnett, one yeah, of our favorites. Love People him. love Eddie Hartnett. You know, he's, he's a great guy. He's a representative for Bolo Rap. You know, that yeah. great thing where they shoot the net at you yeah, and they don't kill hurt. you. Bolo Rap hurt. is, you know, he, Eddie Hartnett is a great guy. On Thursday, we have this kid. He's amazing. He's a genealogist. And he's 18 years old, and he's been doing genealogy since he since he was eight. And he's now he originally he started doing it to locate family members. Now he's actually helping police departments. But he has he doesn't do it for free. He has his own company. But he's 18. The kid's a little. I I I found him on LinkedIn. You know, <laughs> that's wow. great. So I troll LinkedIn. I'm not you know I'm not trolling out there if I'm looking for good guests. And call I I think I. May have located you on LinkedIn, but I did see your story. And Duty Ron told me about you. Yeah, and, Ron's uh, great. Yeah, he's excellent. But I, I like, you know, of course, we loved your story. And some people may be a little afraid to come on police off the cuff because they think we're maybe a little crass. Maybe we say in politically incorrect who's, who's shit. This? We're not like that. Well, the, the worst was you are. saying you won't take off your shoes. That was what was most offensive to me. I was just repeating the line from. Um, <laughs> I'm only kidding. I know. <laughs> from the movie there. What was that movie? That was I'm not no, you know that. what she does, Mark, if you come in and you don't take off your shoes? She yeah. locks the door and ten well, you guys with bats say, right no, you can't leave. Hey, we, <laughs> well, it's been great because people don't want to come in. I'm like, oh, you want to do it outside? Great. Let me tell you something. You know how I fix people that make me take off my shoes when I come in their house? You know how I fix them? How? I take off my socks, too. Now I'm oh walking around your house barefoot. How do you feel now? 
Look at my toes. Yeah. Haven't cut my nails in six months. What? She's <laughs> not even pulling out a nine for that. She's pulling it out a 45. <laughs> All right. Thank, thanks a lot for tuning in, everybody. Thank you. Thank Everyone, you so, thank much. You so Have much. Have a great night. Off the Cuff fans and Carla, you were fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so thank much, you guys. Okay. Have a good, good night, night, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye.